Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who uh, bring you Lockdown Clippers. When do we bring it to to them? Five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 in the morning. Make us your first listen. Kill some Absolutely. Get prepped for this Clips vs. Thunders game. It's always a fun time over here. It's always a fun time. And kicking off the fun time today, we are going to be talking about that Thunder game. Oh, man. Hoping the Clips can finally get to win number two Let's do at it. home against the Thunder. Uh, the day you're listening to this, we're going to talk about what we need to do well to win that game, as well as what could go wrong. Give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at. And then in segment two, it's the freshies. Every single Monday, we talk about Who's fresh? What's fresh? What's new? We got to talk about Bledsoe, man. What the hell is going on with my dude? He's constantly making me look like an idiot for backing this man. Uh, We also are going to talk about Zoo, who's not fresh. But hey, we have some fresh talk about him. So got to talk that. And then it's everyone's favorite segment, Vorp Watch slash the Luke Kennard Progress Report. Look, there's a couple of folks on the Clipper squad that we check out their value over replacement player. And then every single Monday, we bring you a Luke Kennard progress report. I mean, enough said. I feel like the, the segment is, is pretty self-explanatory. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so the Clippers will take on the Thunder at Staples Center. Uh, Marcus Morris remains out for the Clippers, but he and Serge are playing five on five, which is good. Justin Russo also mentioned that they looked like they were moving better, so that's also a plus. Um, I'm really hoping he travels with the team to Minnesota. That's going to be, if he travels with the team, I will be very optimistic about his timeline, obviously, coming back. I don't even know what to think with timelines with this team anymore, man. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I'm so torn. Do I want him to come back right now? I mean, basketball-wise, yes. In terms yeah. of trusting this training staff-wise? <laughs> I mean, honestly, absolutely not. That's a very valid point. Um, so keep an eye on his travel situation. Will, what do we need to do well to get this uh, to double up our win total on this season for the Clippers? Let's maybe play some defense this one. All right? Okay. Uh, just a, just a, just a little bit of D and up. Look, uh, we are just outside the bottom 10 in defended field goal percentage. Uh, and look, here's the thing, right? I understand that shots are not falling right now for this team. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's one of those things that like it, I do believe that it's going to write itself. We currently have the fifth lowest effective field goal percentage in the league. It sucks. It is what it is. As long as we're generating good shots, I do believe things are going to turn around. But the thing is, is while that's happening, you really have to lean on your defensive personnel if you're not going to be able to put the points up that, <laughs> sure. that you're used to, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like I just need to see us looking a little bit stronger on that front. I, I'd like to see a little bit more resistance. I understand that the transition defense is not going to be fixed. Oof. That's okay. Yes. Um, I'd just like to see us like maybe not losing guys on backdoor cuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the you know? thing with the defense is it's it's not passing the eye test, which is what's difficult. Like you look at the point totals they've given up, not obviously nothing too crazy, but the eye test we see guys kind of and part of this is too because I mean the vibe is not fun when you're shooting horribly. So we see guys kind of like doing that thing where they'll they'll miss a backdoor cut and then they'll like look at each other, right? And they'll do the like collective 
who was supposed to be there type thing. So the eye test that hasn't really passed. And I'm wondering if we see any changes in terms of blitzing opposing point guards in this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, playing, playing some solid defense without, and on the other side of the ball, let's hit some shots. <laughs> Paul George had 42 versus the Blazers. The Clippers scored 92 total. Non-Paul George Clippers went 19 for 63. Um, the Thunder. We love a, it. <laughs> yeah. The Thunder, not a good defensive team. They're 28th in defensive rating. They're a super young team, so that makes sense. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping the Clippers can just use this game as kind of a momentum building block. Yeah. I I, I mean, that would be great. I the thing is, is we just can't get sloppy. You know, mm-hmm. we we got to continue to take care of the ball well. Look, I at times I feel like this team has looked really, really sloppy, but numbers wise, it hasn't been terrible. We have like the second lowest or the lowest turnover percentage in the league. Okay. So, you know, we can rest our head on that. Is there yeah. any other thing this team is top at? Uh, no. <laughs> Not right now, in its current yeah. iteration. Um, and <laughs> on the other end, we need to be forcing turnovers. Look, we're top three in opponent turnover percentage. And guess what? It's not three all. So we're two? <laughs> we are two. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, top three, and it's not three. Um, and in terms not of, one. <laughs> in terms of what could go wrong in this one, this is starting to feel like an evergreen topic we can always talk about with game previews, and that is mm-hmm. being lifeless on the glass. Um, yes. We are the worst rebounding team in the league. That is not hyperbole. We, are we 30th, suck. <laughs> we are 30th in total rebounds, 28th in offensive rebound percentage, and 29th in defensive rebound percentage. This is what happens when Mook is out and Surge is out and Kawhi is out. You're missing a lot of activity and stuff like that. No, it <laughs> looks bad, dude. Like, I, I I realize that we have the stats to back it up, but, like, watching this team oh, it's on the glass, it is a disappointment. It is a great disappointment to me. The good news is the Thunder are almost as bad as the Clippers. They're 27th in total rebounds per game, 27th in offensive rebound percentage, but they're 18th in defensive rebounding percentage. So there's maybe a chance we lose... Boards oh, they're below one. average, and they um, might beat us at boards. I wow. know. That's what's frustrating. So I'm hoping we see Zoo really get – maybe grab 10 boards. That would be great. Um, Terrence Mann's been good at grabbing boards this year, which we've desperately needed. But we got to Has you broke 10 fight. boards in one game yet? Uh, I'll check, but I don't think so. Um, I don't think we, so either. we got to show so some either. fight on the boards in this one. That would be great. Look, another thing we can't do wrong is just play down. Like, mm-hmm. I thought last year, one of my biggest complaints about the team who, like, had their ups and downs, but was overall one of the best Clippers squads we've seen, period. Sure. Um, but they would have a tendency to kind of play down to opponents and then sort of pull things out, like, in in the fourth quarter or, like, with a, yes. a quarter and a half of great play. And the thing is, is, like, there's just no universe where we can afford that this year. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, well, Paul George look, is having to do the fourth quarter stuff throughout the whole game. Exactly. <laughs> like it's still yeah, it's exactly. exhausted. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, uh, man, just looking at it, uh, OKC is one of four teams with a record that is worse than ours. Okay. So, you know, you can't get you can't get caught slipping. And, look. Yes. We're have we're having some early struggles right now. It's to be expected. Um, you know, we're we're trying to we're trying to reshuffle new pieces. We're mm-hmm. missing some very significant pieces, and even more pieces than we thought we were gonna be missing, uh, which is difficult. But you can't play down uh, to any opponent. And the thing is, is like 
at some point, you are what your record says you are. So well, we're, it is only five let's, games. Let's, we, let's turn things around. Let's if we get to around. 10 games and we're two and eight, then it'll be like, all right, what's going on? Um, key matchups in this one. Bledsoe versus Shea. Shea is having a fantastic start of the year. He's putting up 22-5-4. and four. Bledsoe is not. Bledsoe's not. Um, Shea's creating off the dribble well. He's just shown kind of a great understanding of his abilities. He's truly taking another step, it seems like. This is kind of like uh, the opposite point guard body type, like body build matchup, where it's like oh, Bledsoe yeah. versus Shea. Like two completely different um, type of point guards in terms of physicality. So Bledsoe needs to be physical with Shea on offense and defense, like, let him know he's there. You know what I mean? Like, Bled's a veteran. I'm hoping if the shooting isn't there for Bledsoe, which it might not be, that he's playing elite-level defense on Shea because we're going to need to do that. If we if we shut Shea down, this team, d- the Thunder don't have that much of a chance, right? Yeah. <laughs> we got to be watching the green bean versus the tomato matchup all right is what, sure. I'm, is what i'm calling it yeah that's think, what i'm calling it <laughs> i hope valley sports doesn't take that um <laughs> and then you know we, we talked about the shooting everyone just needs to shoot better i uh, there's not much more analysis than that it's like the the open shots are kind of there the open shot rate is close ish to what it was last season and guys need to make shots and paul george versus dort in favors um on the defensive end for paul george this is going to be excuse me on the offensive end for paul george this is going to be an interesting matchup um I mean, Favors always kind of kills the Clippers anyway, which is frustrating. And Dort is probably their best defender. So, I mean, I hope I hope PG can get it done. I think he can. Um, they had the weekend off, which is good for rest. But what's your prediction? How for int- this one? I think that we get the dub. I just right. wanted to say, as an aside, how interesting is it that Derek Favors is like the vet that shepherding the young for this Thunder. team? <laughs> Um, it is funny. I, I did. It's just funny to think about like the the group chat with Derek Favors in it, like for the or like what those skews so are like. young. Yeah, like guys. I'm sure the group chat skews so young. Fellows, fellows, can you turn it <laughs> yeah. down? I'm trying to sleep, boys. Um, yeah, I think the Clips they they got to get this win. I mean, let's 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 make it two. You know, let's uh, get to let's, two wins. Let's That'd get be to nice. two wins. That'd be, That'd be nice. Uh, coming up on the freshies, we're gonna be talking. What is up with Bledsoe? Uh, as well as some Keon Johnson news, and then just kind of a, a frank discussion about Zubats's game so far. Uh, but first, Will, if someone was the hiring expert for their company, what should they use? Look, you got to use Indeed.com. If you're listening to this, you're probably most likely definitely the hiring expert for your company. And what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster, only pay for the, for the candidates that have must-have qualifications, and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. 
If you want to get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash lock, you can get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash lock. Indeed.com slash lock. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Now that I've you know just had a hard day of hiring the best new talent, mm-hmm. how, how can I kick back? Maybe watch some games. Watch some games on some direct TV. I got something for you. You've probably heard this before. You got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. But I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. It's a great way to get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible dice required. Content varies by package. Okay, so we're back and we're talking the freshies, which every single Monday we'd like to take a look at what's new and what's fresh. Usually we talk about newer guys to the squad, but we're also going to talk about Zubats in this one. So Charles, kick us (laughs) off. What's new? What's fresh? So we have to start with something. Uh, We got to talk about Eric Bledsoe. Uh, He (laughs) sucks so far. Right now, it is not going well. If we look at the first game of the season, he scored 22 points versus Golden State on 62% shooting. I believe it was a Paul George quote who said, if, you know, if Bledsoe wasn't there, we would have lost by 20 or something like that. Since that game, since game one, he's put up in this order 12 points, 7 points, 6 points, and 3 points on shooting percentages of 27 27%, 25%, 28%, 17%. Okay, the so off- with an outlier there shooting-wise, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the math seems to indicate that he's getting worse every game. <laughs> uh, offensively, so far, he kind of has been, which has been, it's just, it's been rough. He's been, him and Reggie in the backcourt doesn't seem to be working yet. I'm wondering, do we think this is another 10 game experiment by Ty? I, so, like, I think part of the thing holding this back is to me, Bledsoe hasn't been as solid defensively as he can be. I, sure. I think that he's had flashes, and I think in that first game, he was really solid. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because we're on a bit of a skid right now and like his head isn't in the right spot. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think he's been great on the other side of the floor. And that was one of those things, right? Like that that's what raises the floor for Eric Bledsoe yes. uh, to the point where like it, it doesn't really honestly like this team shouldn't need Bledsoe offensively. Like I'm not that worried about these numbers. They're bad. I'm worried about the yes. shot profile for sure. But <laughs> yeah. like what I'm really worried about is like just defensively, he has kind of not been what I've expected. Yeah, it's and I think I think you're right. I think part of it is just like the offense has been so bad for the Clippers right now that like nothing looks good. Because when shots nothing aren't falling, good. you gotta we play don't way need too we much. shouldn't need him offensively. Like yeah. honestly, we should not need Eric Bledsoe to be creating. 20 points a game even of offense (laughs) for this team we should not yes the issue too is teams obviously don't care about him being open at the perimeter um they should why should they yeah they shouldn't at all so that's where kind of the backcourt pairing becomes interesting because if teams aren't caring about him on the perimeter you need him out there with like canard or someone else in the backcourt who's an actual shooter so it's kind of hard with terrence Mann right now because his shooting isn't 
he's kind of been up and down. We're going to talk about it next segment. Reggie struggled too. Reggie struggled too. So it's like when the when the three start to fall, which I mean statistically they kind of have to. Let's hope that's going to open up more for Bledsoe. But dude, when the shooting is not there that night, then things become very muddled. What if we follow up last season with a historic poor shooting? <laughs> yeah, one we just the, one of the worst. We just see saw the whole way. Um, what do we think needs to get going? Like happen for him offensively? Is it just like well, obviously we don't Dude, like to shoot the shooting? Choose profile. your fucking yeah. Choose better <laughs> shots. Drive to the rim. Do yeah. the things that you're good at. Like and look, we talked about this sort of in preseason, right? Is is one of those things that I would kind of worry about. Um, I get that this style of offense that he does well is physically taxing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I can't sure. fully imagine like what that puts on your body night in and night out. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like if you're unable to do that, like maybe sit out at back to back or something. I don't know. Like yeah. the thing is, is and like, we might see you, that you do this one thing really well and like you do, you do it really well. Yeah. So like when you're settling for shots, I just I I gotta be honest, man. I don't understand. I yeah. I if and maybe we see it go on for a little bit longer just because we are so short-handed right now. Right. But like if I'm Ty Lu, if there's 20 seconds on the shot clock <laughs> and I'm seeing Eric Bledsoe crank up a three, you're out, dude. You're fucking you're on the bench, dude. You're, you're out. The <laughs> you're out. The profile needs to get worked on. And the same thing too. We can make this a bigger discussion too, because the same thing with Reggie, man. Some of these shots that Reggie's putting up, they suck. They're bad. Um, they're they suck. They're bad. They're like, playoff well, shots. Where it's Patty like, talked about it, where he was like, "How did he get 15 threes up in that one game, or whatever it was?" Like, yes, and like Reggie, I, I'm gonna be honest, like on the Clippers is the king of the fuck you three. Sure, it's, I mean he's yeah. great at it, but that doesn't need to be every your first shot choice of yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah, it should be the last choice. Um, it's gonna. I think we're gonna see a shuffle in the next. I mean, if things keep going like this, you, you know, think if, Bledsoe's out? I don't know who's out. Um, I genuinely don't because I think defensively you kind of need Bledsoe out there. But like you said, it hasn't been that good. So it's like, do we just go Reggie man um, as the one, two? I think Reggie's out before Bledsoe's out. You think so? Just like he has a lot more shooting volume. And if, it's if I know Ty Lue, which like I don't necessarily, but I think I do. Uh, I, I think that Reggie might be out before Bled is out. Do you think it'd for be def- Bled? For- for man. defensive purposes, Blood Man. Um, I, I think I think Blood Man makes sense. What about Blood? Honestly, Luke? <laughs> dude, dude, I. You know what? <laughs> Luke's been playing good. We're gonna talk about it, but like, Luke it up, <laughs> dude. What if things are going this bad with then like seven more games? I don't see why not. Like, how about the shooting this? is gonna come back? Luke at the five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I don't know Blood so. You, you, you're you're hurting Will's rep out here. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I look like a moron <laughs> for defending um, this guy. Let's hope. I thought he was going to be great. <laughs> Turns out it sucks. How he sucks. Um, real quick, Keon Johnson assigned to the G League, um, which is cool. Brandon Boston Jr. was put down there for the Portland game. Keon seems to be feeling better, which is good. He was sick for like what felt like weeks. Yeah, hope he's not spreading that cold of the G League. Yeah, let's hope not. Um, I'm excited for him to get some time, though. This is uh, Ty talked about this is the only way these young guys are going to get time this year. Um, Oh, absolutely. Which makes a lot of sense. Like, I I think it's fun to think about Brandon Boston Jr. playing, but offensively, we know he's there, but there's just a whole other side of the ball that the Clippers 
kind of need some help right now. And it's just like, it's not the time. Yeah. I mean, and we talked about this leading in, right? Like Brandon Boston junior moments were always going to be like, kind of like a prize because they were going to be great you know, call. That's a so, perfect like, way to so, think about it. Yeah. Like so rare. That, to be like, fair, Clippers t- fans do deserve a prize right now because the, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That anytime they happen, it's just like, it doesn't matter whether it's bad or good because it's just there. It's, like, a fun it's just time. happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so, like yeah, the Aurora like, Borealis. <laughs> exactly. 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 It's never bad. Yeah. Um, all right. And this isn't a freshie. But we have to talk about this Twitter user I underscore Shelly, who's a fantastic interaction with the Locked On Clips account. She had shout a, out, she, shout out Shelly. Uh, she also left a voicemail on our on our Thanksgiving episode last year, which is really cool. Um, we should do that again this year. Um, about she said this is going to anger the guys at Locked On Clips, but Zoo hasn't been good lately. Um, I tweeted out. I'm with the, you. I Zoo tweeted sucks. out during, <laughs> during the Portland game that he was looking a little chaotic. Pavi, when he was on the show, brought up a good point about the offseason being rough on guys. I think Zoo's one of those. The eye test hasn't been there in regards to Zoo. The eye Look, test has not been there. I had really high ex- – I maybe had too high of expectations. We are Zoo defenders. For Zoo this year, like, I thought in a year with no Kawhi um, and now, like, no Morris, like, I thought he was kind of in prime position to get to, like, double-double numbers uh, yes. with the starting lineup. He's not there right now. Um, and, you know, maybe part of it is, you know, that the sprain was more serious in the knee than we're giving it credit. Like, sure. he is, you know, trying to retrust in his body or whatever. I'm sure that is an interesting experience when you're that big. Yeah. Man. Like, and he doesn't miss like, games either. He's a guy who will not. I know. He's, yeah. He's been like an the, Iron Man, which is kind of bad. I'm like, maybe take a yeah. couple games off <laughs> um, when you can, but, obviously. So far, he has not looked that good. And, like, the finishing has not been there, which has always been my biggest criticism of yeah. Zoo, Um, is that I, I don't feel that his finishing is at a high enough level to be a starting center on a championship contender team. And right now, I don't feel like the rebounding is looking good enough. It's just... It's, I, so the it, rebounding is rough. He's had re, He hasn't had double-digit rebounds through five games. He's had two games with eight, which is, like, Okay, um, this is an interesting stat from Lucas Hahn. So this is to illustrate how bad the rebounding in general has been. So mm-hmm. when Zoo is on the floor, the team is grabbing 80% of available defensive rebounds, which is like, okay, great, right? That's all. Good. That's really good. When he's off the floor, the Clippers are grabbing 64% of defensive rebounds, which would be 6% below the last ranked <laughs> defensive rebound percentage team. So no one's grabbing boards. But I, I think to go with this, no one's afraid. He's of not Zoo. the issue, though. Well, he's not the whole issue. No one's afraid of Zoo right now. Yeah, he's he, physically. I don't. I think that helps his finishing. I think there was something in the offseason, like he's had a case of the stone hands. He's made some good. Like we've seen flashes, like with everyone on this team right now, right? Like he had like the the perfect twenty twenty one five games in Zubats play to me was I think it was against the Blazers where. He get he sets the screen, he gets the pass in the pick and roll, fumbles it, but he manages to pick it up and then find PG in the corner for a wide open three. And it was like the perfect kind of chaotic, like good instance that happened where I feel like that's zoo right now. There's always kind of like one step forward and then at least kind of one step back in the possession or no, two. But- and it's like it's it's he's all over the place right now. <laughs> That's a very fair point. And I feel like parts of his game have improved. And look, man, like, especially when we don't have traditional type of spacing or a point guard who can, like, pull yes. up from the dribble, 
um, you know, he he is one of the best screeners uh, on the team, and I'm convinced one of the best screeners in the league. I don't have the numbers yeah, right in front of me, um, but he does set a good screen, and he you know he does have good chemistry offensively, like with his teammates, which I I do think is good. Look, man, the thing for me is just got to be and, better, and, which is so yeah, frustrating. <laughs> and like the the reason I guess I just feel like maybe it sounds like I'm a little down on Zoo right now is like, what are the improvements that he's like the quantifiable improvements he's made in his game over the last three years right yeah. like i want a guy this young to be ideally evolving every year and i i think yeah, that is we this saw his him, ceiling well like are, i think we, we saw him ceiling I, I thought that we saw him take a jump defensively in the playoffs you know he was able to stay on the floor um more so in this offseason than he has been yeah. in every year in any year previously uh which is good but like I expect regular season improvements too, you know? Yeah, for sure. Especially in a year where like we're down some key, like key rebounders and key scorers. There's opportunities for you, man. Like I want to see him seize these and I think he can. I just, I I hope that he's like physically in a place where he's ready to step up to the plate. A hundred percent. Um, Let's hope it gets better. He has a chance to do it against the Thunder. Can maybe get right. Get a little assertive down there. Get big. So that'll be let's let's hope that happens. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking Terrence Mann's Vorp watch as well as the Luke Kennard progress report. But first, we got to give a shout out to Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar has so many delicious flavors: uh, coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, salted caramel, cookies and cream, orange, and German chocolate. I'm pretty partial to the coconut right now. Pretty good. Nice little sweet treat. They're also I'm a raspberry man. Everyone knows that you like raspberry. Uh, not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy as well. Uh, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today, get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty sweet. Go to Built.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 15% off your next order. One more time, use promo code Locked On for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so we're back and we're talking Vorp Watch, and then we yes. have a Luke Kennard progress report for you. Let's kick things off with Vorp Watch. Where is Terrence at, Chuck? Okay, so Vorp, for those who didn't tune in last week, is value over replacement player. Basically, a zero is you know a replacement level player, like a G League or something like that. It's not an end-all, be-all stat. There's some weird variance, but the bottom line is the higher, the better. Is Vorp more valuable than War, would you say? Uh, I have no idea. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, it might be. Anybody we, out we'll there get into this in Lockdown Analytics. <laughs> anybody who can equate uh, value over replacement Vorp player to wins war. above replacement, yeah. please let us know. Please get at us. We will very much appreciate it and give you a shout out. Um, anyway, so we're talking Terrence Mann. Last week, he was at minus 0.1 value over replacement player this week up to 0.0 so he's back we're back at even we're cooling we're cooling that's good you know makes sense he's bounced back um justice winslow we're also tracking his he's not getting enough playing time to warrant any real dive into his game what's his number um i'll double check in a sec the the point of this though is to say what can increase terrence man's form? the best part of his game right now is rebounding which is desperately needed by the Clippers. He's at just under like six a game. But scoring, it's been up and down. Like, we we don't really know what we're getting. 
Look, I, I think with Terrence Mann, it's the scoring thing is going to be dependent on his opportunities. I, I think something that's great about Terrence is that he's super malleable to the team around him. And yes. I think they've like molded him uh, into sort of being this guy. Yeah, uh, that especially defensively kind of, too. Yeah, yeah. But like offensively, who can kind of slot in around other guys because mm-hmm. – I mean, you know, there's better shooters, there's better ball handlers sort of around him, so he needs to kind of, like, fill the thing, <laughs> you know, right. what's best. Yes. But, I mean, the, the three-point shooting, I to me, isn't terrible right now. He's taking three – he's taking on average three a game. He's hitting one, um, you know. He he hits two per game, and, I, you know, maybe the Clippers season looks a little bit different than it does right now. Sure. Uh, and he is still making, you know, incremental improvements over his numbers last year, like – in, I mean, in every category, I think the things that stick out to me the most is like defensively, his steals are up. And I've actually really liked his vision as a passer, uh, despite yes, kind of what absolutely. I said earlier about a guy who kind of like fits in around the personnel around him. He's really opened up his facilitation game in a way that, mm-hmm. you know, like we tried to force him into a point guard role. And like it's it's different now, obviously, but it it looks to be. It, it looks to be improving in a way that maybe I didn't expect coming into this season. It's great from the two spot, right? Like him as a passer as a two is so much better than him as a passer as a one. Cause yeah, you're like, yeah. this is, we don't need you to do as much. This. So it's like, yeah, his, his passing efficiency has been great. Especially well, with someone who can score off the dribble, like yes. Leonard or, you know, Reggie or, or somebody. Yeah. And then you got, yeah. So I'm a little, I wish he was getting to the line a little more. Um, for someone who does a lot of his kind of scoring inside and stuff like that, it's it, it hasn't been there free throw wise. Also, one thing I've noticed, people stopped biting on his pump fakes at the rim, which I think has actually hurt him scoring and free throw attempt wise. People used to bite on his pump fakes a lot underneath the rim. How many how many layups? And this isn't a bad thing. If it works, use it. How many, you know, Terrence Mann highlights have we seen where he gets the ball under the rim, kind of does like a dream shake style thing and then gets the layup. Now people aren't as... He's a little more scouted now. Like he was, the the league knows who Terrence Mann is. Well, we talked about this coming into the season, right? Like this was going to be the biggest barrier of like, if he's going to get into sort of that most improved conversation, like, look, man, you you know, you're not getting a a defense that's, that's completely surprised by you. You're, you're not going to be a guy who's able to put up 39 because they're leaving you wide open on every single like three point attempt. Like, Things are going to look different this season. And, uh, you know, I've still, like like I said, he's still made improvements. So I've still been Definitely. impressed. Yes. I, I, like, I've still been impressed with, man, like, honestly, how much we've needed him on the floor. And Dude, defensively, he's so valuable for, for a yeah, lot of work with like, Surge out, or with Mook out especially. Well, offensively, he hasn't been the most consistent. Like, dude, I just don't understand any argument against having Terrence Mann on the floor. Like I, I, yeah. you know, it, it, even if he's not in the starting lineup, like just can't dude, be out there with blood. He's yeah. Like he is a player that is not going to lose you a game. Sure. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, Oh, also justice Winslow to recap his four now at a hefty minus 0.1. So Terrence Mann is a uh, 0.1 higher. Than Vorp King, Vorp King, right here. So yeah, uh, we'll have an update for you next Monday uh, on Terrence Man Vorp Watch as well. It's gonna be kind of fun to go through the season. And now closing out the show, everyone in Ohio's favorite segment, the Luke Kennard Progress Report. 
Uh, we, we also do this every Monday. A lot more fun this year than last season. Um, an interesting note that happened recently. He Maybe. got a Montrez Harrell-esque shift versus the Blazers playing the final 16 minutes of the half. Dude, I'm all for it. Love it. He's the only one who's it. like kind of able to shoot right now. His spacing is needed on every lineup that is on the floor. So like, yes, play Luke these 16-minute stretches when we're not hitting anything. Like, I don't know, man. He it it's looked great from Luke so far this season. Like in terms of what we were like what we want to see in terms of process, the Luke process is good. Oh, I mean, couldn't agree more. And like you can't stress result because he's been a very consistent shooter his entire career. Like these things will 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 trend up. But I mean, honestly, this has been like the biggest shining point. If I'm like if I'm being a hundred percent honest about this team so far, is like I had expectations of what we were gonna do with Luke and mm-hmm. what it looks like now that he's not getting paid four million dollars a year. Getting right. paid a sizable more sum yeah, four times and, that amount <laughs> and i think that like offensively his teammates are super in tune to looking looking for him finding him on the floor he has his limitations defensively but i think that he stepped out stepped up his rebounding um he's another one of those guys who like uh even when we're kind of in the doldrums or we're having some rough games right now which will turn around but yes. you know there's, there's no way around it we've had some rough games he is a guy that i'm excited to check in yeah, him and Terrence too. Like, I kind of like that we have these both these segments on the same on the same day because, like, yeah. him and Terrence uh, and you know Hart are part of that lit trio. And you you mentioned the defense. Kennard's got a one hundred eight defensive rating right now, which is surprising in a good way. Not sure how sustainable it Deez. is. Like, a dece. I think a good portion of this is due to that stretch versus the Blazers in the blowout win, but. He's averaging 12 points a game, 43% from three. He's taking nine threes per 36, which is the highest mark of his career so far, which Great. is a testament to his confidence and to Ty Lube. Everything you need out. Luke to be doing. Yeah, he's doing it, which is so great right now. So shout out Luke Kennard. Shout out Terrence Mann. Um, really, I don't know if they'll move Terrence in the starting lineup because I think Terrence and Luke off the bench is a really good bench backcourt to have. Yeah, I, I absolutely. And look, either, like, I mean, we talked about this season, and there's going to be some struggles uh, as far as like winning, especially as our main unit. Um, you know, th- there's been a lot of changes, and we weren't expecting Morris to miss so many games. Mm-hmm. We kind of thought Surge would maybe be back a little bit earlier. But I think a thing that has been really encouraging so far through these games is like they are figuring out what to do with Luke. Terrence Mann is making incremental improvements, even if it's not quite the jump that some fans thought he was going to make. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, like, <laughs> uh, and, and Hartenstein has been a huge surprise uh, yes. in, in what we thought we would get from a third center um, into sort of like the excitement that he's provided so far. So I think that like this season is all kind of like ultimately, right? Like, about kind of development, like developing the core around what this team is. Sure. And so far, I, I mean, like, I feel like we are getting returns on that. So yeah, I feel like that's really it. positive. It's a good call. We're going to end on that positive note. Um, Tuesday's episode recap of this hopeful victory uh, from the Eclipse versus Thunder game. Let's go, Clips. Twitter Tuesday. So send your questions into Locked on Clips over on Twitter. Of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland will 
Where can these fantastic listeners tell their friends and maybe loved ones, only the ones they really like, where they can listen to our podcast? Tell your most loved of loved ones to check <laughs> us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Vape Central Pods, which, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you got to be over 21. Operation. You yeah. got to be over 21 to subscribe, but uh, I think it's worth it. You can also subscribe to us on uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer. Hey, if you wanted to help the show out, you could leave a rating or review over at iTunes or the podcast app. Five stars, you know, it helps us out. Uh, we'd, we'd really appreciate it. Look, season's in full swing. Things are only going up. I guarantee <laughs> that. Things are only going up. True. And we would love to have you with us uh, for that. We absolutely would. We got to give a shout out uh, to Mare, who left us a, a five-star review on iTunes. They said, I've Mayor! only started listening this off-season, but I cannot explain how much I enjoy listening to these guys' takes on the Clippers. Definitely worth the listen. Can't wait for more content. Hopefully an amazing season. Stay great and let's go Clips. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. It really does help Super us appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who leaves reviews. We'll read it, even if it's one star, um, if it's funny. Uh, I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.